Hello and welcome to the Fire Up Podcast. I'm your host, Deborah Trapin. I'm so thrilled to share a new mini-series here on the podcast called Spill the Tea. Join Molly McKinley and me for conversations about being intentional and confident in uncertain times and beyond. Molly is the CEO of Intentionalities and host of the Afternoon Tea Podcast. So in honor of our shared love of tea, pull out your sassiest teacup, brew your favorite tea blend, snuggle into your coziest spot, and listen in on this hour of togetherness. Get ready to hear us sharing ideas too, best practices around, and of course, highlighting our favorite people, brands, and initiatives, positively serving humanity, and sprinkling joy over their slice of the galaxy. Without further ado, let's spill the tea. Wonderful, wonderful. It's Tuesday. Hello, world. It's Tuesday. And it's an 11th. Oh, yes, it is. It's an 11th, which also means that it's 11 days until my birthday. (laughs) All sorts of 11s. I'm so excited. And I am so thankful for everyone's grace with the timing today. It is 100% me. I was speaking at a virtual event. And well, let's just say we had scheduling things. It's 2020 after all. <laughs> so, uh, although I brought my bravest, boldest, badasses self, and did my fire up your moxie keynote, and it's been a it's been a while since I've done that, and I love that keynote. I love giving that keynote. Jeez, I need to do that more often. <laughs> so, so now I'm thinking about hmm, I need to start thinking about Q4, and doing some virtual events. Q4, Q4. Um, okay. Before we roll into all that is spill the tea, we need to breathe. I really need to breathe today. Yeah. I have. I need to get centered. Um, my yeah, attitude is good, but I do feel like I was breathing really shallow for like mm. the last two hours because I was ha- having anxiety. So, uh, lead us in some breathing, please. Shatali breath because um, again that's that straw breath and the reason why is because it's a cooling breath you know and part of that anxiety all of that is heat in our body so um, mm. you know, heat frustration all of that um, and so our Shatali breath is actually a beautiful breath so that we can cool ourselves down and um, again find that that balance point so if you can make the straw tongue <laughs> You can. I know some people cannot. So the alternate for those of you who genetically cannot roll your tongue is a straw sip mouth like that. Okay, so. <laughs> All right, Shatali breath. The idea is that you breathe in slowly, deeply into the belly through the curled tongue. Exhale completely through the nose and then repeat the cycle. And while you're breathing in, feel that coolness of the air on the tongue, expanding, filling the ribs, the lungs, expanding, filling the belly, and then exhale, squeezing completely, releasing, and feel that warmth and leaving the body through the nose. Mm. So we're finding that cycle of cooling in and then warm out. 
I totally feel like melting today. That felt good. Yeah, that's a really powerful breath, actually. Um, if only I remember it before anger anger settles in, right? But it's, it actually is a beautiful breath if you feel yourself getting fiery in a negative way. Yes, in a negative way. How about like uh, personal summers? Does it help with that? Does it help cool your body down when you're going through a personal summer? Uh, well, not really. <laughs> I mean, could I, they not create a breath for that? I um actually I've been researching it. I started uh, doing um, reishi reishi mushrooms, like a mushroom tea, and then I'm taking a, a thing called amber amberven amberven. I'm not sure if Stacy's on. No, she might know. Um, and that is helping. Um, I'm not waking up quite as often as I was because um, it's really bad at, in, at night. Um, but when it happens now, I've switched my mindset and am trying to now my mantra when that um, the hot flash comes is a reminder of the the burning woman inside of me. So she's a burning woman. Have you have you downloaded the audiobook yet? Uh, no, I haven't. No, I just you read really it. really should. I really encourage you to, because she has this, uh, a vocal artist that sings before each one of the chapters. And it's just a little thing, like I just sang to you. Um, yeah. That kind of gets you ready for the next thing. And, and it's so good. So I have that like rolling through my head all day. The burning oh, woman. I think that's I great. That. Well, and I, you know, the, the honoring of it is, I do believe is important because I feel like with everything, that we kind of wish ourselves through. Yes. Whether it's parenting small children, whether or whether it's like from single them to getting married, like there's always a piece of you that misses what is now gone. And yeah. so well, not and that you'll miss a hot, hot flash, but. Well, I mean, but here, the wisdom I think in that is you honor the season that you're in. Right. Instead of wishing it away and looking for the next season or for, you know, wishing it away and living in the past, you know, it's just honoring the season that you're in. And um, yeah, I mean, I think the hot flash is sort of like nature's way of, of like because it comes from the inside. It's not like external heat. It's internal prickly heat saying, lady, it's time to wake up, you know, <laughs> lady. Ladies, sister, lioness, wake up. Well, and, and here's the interesting thing that I see so much of in the social feeds is statements like, well, it is what it is, or mm -hmm. the good old days. I'm like, really? Was it really the good old days? Like, <laughs> like really was six months ago or 60 years ago? really the good old days, like even paying attention to the words that we're using when we yeah. are kind of, uh, you know, reliving something that that uh, has triggered that for us. It's really interesting. And, and it is what it is feels so sad to hmm. me. It feels so it feels like you've given up. <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know what I'd even replace that with. Like, it just feels so final. Um, that I think that it's it is there is a little bit of uh, mindset shifting that needs to happen for all of us and and recognizing even with the the good old days statement like I've had I've seen some conversations about people saying that and it's it's usually white people um, 
who are saying, oh yeah, like, you know, whatever, the sixties, the good old days in the sixties or the fifties or the forties, you know, like when, yeah. when women were treated like women, I'm like, yeah, well, they actually were, they were treated like chattel and let's not yeah. even, you know, that's not even talking about what happened to our black brothers and sisters back then and how they they, it was not the good old days for them. And yeah. so I, the mindfulness of this season, I'm loving it. I'm loving it that we can be pretty much everything we're thinking. We're like, why am I thinking that? Yes, we have that happen between us all the time. I'm like, oh God, for being my mirror, you know, because I, I want to see it, you know. Yes. Well, and and because we have so many things that are woven into our everyday, or whether it's our everyday vocabulary or someone else's vocabulary in our world, um, it's hard to see it sometimes, and yeah. so we really need that. And I and Lucy. Pierce talks to that, Glenn and Doyle talk to that, and Untamed about yeah. that, you know, the, the small group of women. I actually just started listening to um, Don't Ask Tig. Have you seen that podcast no. yet? Ah. Okay, so um, <laughs> she actually just interviewed uh, Glennon, and Glennon was like, I don't even think I want five friends. Like, <laughs> she is like, she like getting into this like where she's just like i don't want to see anyone <laughs> but she yeah. wants to be out but she doesn't really and but but really the heart of what she was saying even though it was funny uh was you know we've gotten in into collection mode with people we collect people mm -hmm. so that we get more likes on social media we yes. have i i mean i've started this process where if I, somebody's birthday notification comes up for me and I don't know who that person is, mm. I'm unfriending them. Mm. I'm like, that. it doesn't make any sense. If I have no idea who you are, yeah, we probably connected 10 years ago or eight years at a conference and we, we never connected or communicated after that. That to me is a collection, like yeah. collecting people versus connecting. So I actually rejoice when I see somebody come up in the birthdays that's, that I know. I'm like, yay! <laughs> like, I know you! And so today's conversation around forgiveness, there actually is an element of forgiveness for ourselves in everything that we're talking about. Um, however, before we talk about forgiveness, we'll see Yoko. Oh, yay! You're pretty happy. I know. This is my uh, sort of my dark black and blue roses. I love it. Um, and I have love tea in my cup today. So I'm nurturing the intention of love. So. The intention of love. Well, I have my It Is Well with my soul mug. Oh, I love that one. I love it too. And it's it's like a ceramic camping mug. It's so funny. Every time I see it, I feel like I'm going to like, because it's going to be metal, you know, like the old metal. Oh yeah, yeah. Campfires. Uh, I love it. And it I ordered it from a woman-owned business on Etsy. And I would order many, many more of them. I do wish it was a little taller and thinner. Yes. You know, well, I, um, yesterday Beth and I, um, you know, Beth Brandt is my uh counterpart for Red Tail. You know, yes. yes. we love years. Beth. Yes. Everybody loves Beth. Um but we met yesterday with an illustrator for my book cover. Um, her name is Tori and she was amazing. And like out of the gate, we had this instant connection, um, which was really awesome because we've been, I've sort of been putting it out there that we need an illustrator because so many of the brands that we build 
um, you know, stock art just doesn't cut it, right? And, and it's having a true illustration actually creates um, a brand story that's really unique and fresh. And I'm not talking about on Fiverr. I'm talking about like working with a collaboration with an artist. Yes, yes. Oh my gosh, well, we experienced that when we were working, when we were doing the, well, when we did the first rounds with Moxie on Fire. Yes. We're like, where is the lioness? Like, where is the star that fits or the feather pen or whatever? And man, I, I felt for Beth. She was like, ah, uh, you want a feather pen that explodes into butterflies. Like, you're like, yes, <laughs> of course I do. I was like, well, that's exactly what I'm thinking. She's well, like, oh, Deb. Well, here's the great thing is that, you know, hopefully Tori will become part of the team and uh, we're going to do this project together for the book. And now we'll be able to say, what do you see? Let's, let's build it. Let's create it. Yes. Um, let us create the feather pen with the butterflies bursting from yes. the top. Uh, <laughs> so I love it. Yeah. But yeah, it was one of those, um, you know, it was just one of those moments where I was like, this is so good, you know, like yeah. manifestation in its finest. We had a need, we sent it out there, and then the perfect person um, came. I mean, I mean, it's almost uncanny. I so, love that. Yeah. Well, the interesting thing is, is that when we, when we actually do use the power of our intention and our thoughts, magical yes. things do happen. It's I mean, true. And, and we tend to kind of just brush them off. Like, oh, look. A coincidence. And, and it could even be like, yes, a coincidence. Or, oh, look, I manifested that. Great. Yeah. Woohoo. And just keep going. Yeah. But really, the, the, it is such a powerful tool that we have access to. And um, I've been reading more on Mary Magdalene, of course. And her, her interpretation and her her gospels and writings around uh, what, how Jesus spoke about our own, like the power that God has placed in each one of us is so cool. Like every time I read it, I'm like, I feel like, and maybe it's because it is, it is written with a feminine hand. Yeah. That, that simply the terms she uses, I feel more connected to. Right. With those, with those with ears, let them hear. That's what she says. Yes. At the end of everything. Yes. And and I also do believe that we aren't always ready for every message in every season. And so in in this season, as you're building and creating and, and the the energy around your business is shifting to what it's always been meant to be. Yeah. But that you were fighting. Right. Oh, well, I feel like in my bones. And the reason why I even brought it up was because, you know, part of this process is refining our own logo with Redtail Creative and marrying it with intentionality. So we have a cut co like a co cohesive brand story. Yes. Um, but I imagine that to be my next mug that I'm in love with, you know, and, yeah. uh, you know, so that one day I'll say a project complete, you know, with yes. our ting, ting. beautiful mug, you know. Yes. Yes. All the yeses. So forgiveness. Yes. Like, I feel like I have a, a is it John Mellencamp? <laughs> Every time I say it, I'm like, forgiveness, forgiveness. I, I don't, I, but I don't know who sings it. I'm, I know the words, but I rarely know who, when, what the title is. And usually the title has no, like nothing to do with the, the song anyways. So anyways, this word forgiveness, this 
affirmation forgiveness. Um, this is a hard thing for so many of us. Forgiveness. Yeah, I've had a couple of big lessons in this in this idea. Well, I think the interesting thing about forgiveness is it requires some level of confrontation. And, and whether we're confronting our own selves in whatever that confrontation is, or, or whether somebody has wronged us, or whether we've wronged someone, um, there's this level of confronting something that wasn't necessarily and likely a good thing. It doesn't mean that you can't do something that somebody didn't want you to do and good things don't happen from it. <laughs> Because sometimes that happens, but really the bulk of what we're talking about is is the stuff where you you messed up. Well, and I learned a long time ago, and I don't always practice it, but I um, try to. Is that you know all energy is neutral inherently, right? So it's neither good nor bad; it's neutral. Yeah. It's our expectation and reaction to that will either cause you know or create additional. Um, I mean, karma is not the right word because it's kind of a misuse of the term, but create the outcome, right? It's the reaction. So um, here's a personal story. I'll be vulnerable and share it is that when I came out with Stacy, it did not go well with my family at all. I mean, I remember um, my dad and I had a conversation. I mean, my dad and I used to talk every single day on the phone. I didn't make a decision without consulting him. I mean, we were thick as thieves. And when I was leaving my ex-husband, um, well, when we, when my ex-husband and I were divorcing um, and I had, my dad was really pushing me to try to, um, at first not, but at second, he was trying to really push me to um, reconcile. And I was like, dad, I'm not going to do that. I'm making an uh, entirely different um, course here. Yeah. You know, I, I'm in love with a woman. And, um, my that was it for my dad it was like the the wall had dropped between us and we had gone from this thick as thieves to we really didn't have a conversation like a real conversation for the better part of five years um it was like i was cut out of the picture and it was beyond heartbreaking i mean like literally beyond heartbreaking i mean it was where I had to dig in so, so deep and figure out what I was made of. And the best advice that I got was from my sister's husband. My sister married a mixed race, you know, mixed ethnical background male, but he identifies as black. And um, so my dad wasn't crazy about that marriage. And, and this is to his credit. I mean, my dad's 80 years old. You know, this I'm not making excuses for anybody, but I'm also saying that he has come a long way in his 80 years, you know, life gives him opportunities for growth all the time. <laughs> and he fights it, but he comes around, which is gorgeous, right? But um, my, my brother-in-law um, said to me, he said, and to Stacy too, he said, your job is to just hold space, love him. And when he's ready to come around, just open your arms and be ready. And so all of that time, you know, that's what Stacy and I did. We just held space. We went about our life. We invited him in when he would come in, you know, he, you know, and you could see like the wall was slowly chipping away over time, right? Yeah. Until finally it was gone. 
And we didn't need to have a big confrontation. We didn't need an apology. We didn't need any of those things because he was doing his work of dismantling his own wall of right. right? Yep. And we just held space. And for me, that was the single most growing period of my entire life um, because I figured out what I was made of through that pain in him, right? And that relationship, I figured out who I was. So it actually, those times when we're being wronged, right? We can lash or we can learn. Mm-hmm. And I think that maybe yes and sometimes, yeah. but you know, um, that single-handedly um, shaped me into the person that I am. Wow. It's such a powerful share. Thank you. Thank On you. lots of levels, right? And for my dad, now that his wall is dropped, right? Like, you know, his daughters and even like he, you know, my dad was a Catholic and my mom was a Protestant. When they got married, that was very avant-garde. And then my sister marrying a black guy, that was very avant-garde. And then me marrying a woman, that was very avant-garde, right? So there's yep. a theme here. It's just the theme of the time. Well, um, yes. And it's, <laughs> there's also the uh, very male-designed church component in there that was giving a belief system that served it, didn't necessarily honor God. And has created, I mean, if you look at all of these horrible events that uh, the epicenter is the unfortunate and and non-aligned messaging that's come from some of the organized religions about, and I mean, so many of our issues around the gay community being loved and honored and respected, the... uh, any shade that isn't white, which makes zero sense since the people who wrote the flippin' Bible were dark-skinned, but we created that. Man created this totally different, it's like this, they have a different set of glasses. They put their glasses on and like, Jesus is snowy white with light brown hair and blue eyes. And it's the strangest thing. And the older I get, the more like, (laughs) I, I really, I'm in shock sometimes. I'm yeah. like, how, how did nobody say anything about this before? How, how did I not see this before? And it's well, not, I mean, it blindly, right? So yes. many things picked up blindly and um, without questioning. And that to me, I think is where we've lost our power is where we just say, Oh, okay. You know, that's the way it is. And we just take in all this information all the time. And we just say, yes, yes, yes. And yep. it's like, no, we need to stop and say what and why? Yes. Well, and I'd say that's probably my most recent journey with forgiveness mm-hmm. is, is really, you know, shaking off that personal shame of, of how I've literally for almost, I mean, really for 40 years <laughs> that I've been hearing and listening and writing and doing all of this work that it really was through a dirty, dirty filter that that wasn't my Jesus or my God, that was very um, calculated Hmm. and very and very manipulative. And what I'm thankful for is that who I am is so foundationally strong that it hasn't hurt my faith. Hmm. But there are so many people who whether it's right now because they're having more time to spend or, you know, just along their path, they were so hurt by something that was related to the church 
right? Like if your dad didn't come around, you would have lost a parent because the church translated really nothing concrete in the Old Testament, nothing Jesus ever said when he walked this planet and something totally unrelated that Paul wrote in the New Testament. I mean, none of it is clear, but the passion and anger about it is very clear. Yeah, and I'll post a link too, because um, the church that we used to attend, um, they had a, um, a really 180 and came out as an affirming church, and they weren't initially. Um, and seven years ago, when Stacy and I had met with them, um, it was a really ugly conversation. It wasn't ugly. It was they were doing the best they can. My, the problem with it, it was is I was seeing somebody that I had put on a pedestal knocked off the pedestal. You know, and I, I that for me was what the biggest heartbreak was, is that I, I thought these guys were were lit. They were tapping into the, you know, the uh, Samahi. And um, there I was like, oh, man, this is just another person, um, you know, walking the same as lost as everybody else. Right. Well, and, and honest to goodness. So so the affirmation that uh, triggered this conversation for those of you who didn't see it kind of in the show notes or. Um, you know, don't follow either one of us and, and saw the conversation happening yesterday. It's, I forgive those who have hurt me and wholeheartedly release those wrongdoings. Forgiveness is self-care and my soul sings when I forgive others. And th that story, Molly, is the perfect example of it, right? It, it's so often we we judge and, and filter and experience others through this um, you did this thing to me. Your actions hurt me. Your words you spoke hurt me, and therefore I have an offense. Yet if we if we slow down and we really think about who they are, somebody like that is really important to you, it's likely not their intention to make you feel that way, right? So we're judging them on their actions, not their intentions. Yet we do exactly the opposite. We judge everything we do based on our intentions. I mean, how many times have we all said like, oh, I didn't mean it that way. Oh, yeah. I mean, that right there is you trying to tell the world that was not my intention. Don't show, don't judge me on my actions or my words. Mm -hmm. Judge me on my intention. Yet we don't do that for others. And it's yeah. a huge opportunity to flip that to, you know, maybe use our straw breath before we get upset. <laughs> <laughs> to, you know, even just curling your tongue, like how could you be upset curling your tongue, right? Or, or you know, making a fishy face or whatever. Uh, but slowing down and thinking, really, what do I believe was the intention here? Yeah. And I think that allows us to, to create that space, right? To create th that sacred space, really, where we either will sit in a nice, relaxing pose waiting for our loved ones to do the work yeah. like you and Stacy did, um, or simply waiting for them to come in and sit down with you and say, you know, tell me more. How, because I, that, that confrontation part doesn't have to be bad. Yeah. It, and, well, and so many people hear that and they think confrontation means fight. No. And for me, the confrontation with my dad was still showing up. It wasn't cutting access to my children. It wasn't saying, you know, you can't come for Thanksgiving. It was keeping invitation. It was showing up, keep, you know, living, doing everything so that he yes. could see that this was not a death sentence, right? Yes. That, you know, that just because that I am loving this person doesn't mean that my life is over. 
or that I am going to start to hit every stereotype in his mind's eye that I was going to be doing. Um, some of which were quite funny and very stereotypical. I mean, and to some, some area, you know, like coming out and, you know, shaving my head and trying to be, you know, butch and that wasn't me either. Right. But you, you go through this process of, but I did sort of, you know, stoke his stereotypes, you know, and here I am settled into my own skin of exactly who I am supposed to be. Um, and that doesn't mean I have to look or be a certain way, right? But for me, confrontation really was showing up and not giving in and not, you know, and not backing down. And, but even though I was not backing down quietly and unconditionally loving, you know? Yes, well, that's mercy, right? Mercy is provide, is creating the space and forgiving someone for their actions, even when they don't deserve it. Like even when they're being, <laughs> I almost said a really dirty word. <laughs> even when they're being a total downer and they are 100% in the wrong and yeah. how, they've got so much work to do that you are just like, how am I ever going to keep holding space this long? We actually, when we extend mercy and grace on others, I that's like a divine healing for us. Oh, I totally agree. It, it, and it, the I catch myself as, as a woman who was raised by a mom who was one, she was the second oldest in a family of eight Oof. kids. Yes. Eight Italian Catholic grandpa, French Catholic grandma. Like it was, my grandma was basically pregnant the whole time. Yeah. My mom was growing up. And, and so she was in adult mode. My mom was in parent mode by the third and fourth and fifth child. She was holding babies and feeding and doing the, and, and so her, her journey has been so focused on nurturing and caring for other people. Mm-hmm. And she's in a season now, she's been in a season for a couple of decades where she hasn't had anyone to care for. I mean, She's yeah. got my dad and herself, but you know what I mean? There's no babies. It's different, yeah. And different. it's been such a such a beautiful and and frustrating journey to watch her on, right? Trying to figure out, like, it's not even a choice she makes, right? Because your kids get older and hopefully they're healthy and happy and creating their own lives. And so how do you, um, how do you kind of move past that? And I've had to learn patience with, because I want her to, to simply wake up one morning and go, I love this life. It's not exactly what I imagined, but that's not where she is on her journey. And so for many of, of those who are listening live today, who are listening to the podcast or watching a replay, who, like, what is going on with the, with the matriarchs in your family who, ha- or, or the patriarchs who were raised in such a different time? I mean, let's just be real. We, they're, there are women kissing on TV all the time now. Thank goodness. <laughs> well, I, <laughs> I'm not saying it like that, but I'm saying like that. This is a generation where, like, they barely they like had like fade oh, to black when it when it was their traditional kind of relationship. But yeah. now it's like every show has you know the 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 quirky this or the wild that or the gay this, and they're like giving them grace and mercy as they're like constantly being turned. Yeah. <laughs> like 
forgiveness is is well that's it's really required for them like to constantly be in forgive mode i know you didn't mean to say that racist thing i forgive you i know you didn't mean to say that horribly horribly whatever um phobic statement yeah. it was i'm going to give you grace i'm going to extend mercy i'm going to forgive you this even just saying it makes me feel lighter yeah i mean i guess that's where i sort of deviate from where you know glennon's message of like don't invite those people cut them out of your life in a lot of ways you know she's like i'm done i don't have any time for that yeah when it is your family members right i do feel like you're placed in with your people for a reason yeah. and i I don't necessarily agree with that. Like with our particular story, had I done that, I would not have my dad in my life now. And my dad's my greatest teacher, you know, even through all of that heartache, right? Yeah. Because he helped strengthen, you know, he sharpened my sword. Yeah. And that is a very beautiful thing. But our society, like if it's harmful, if it hurts, it's bad. And I don't agree with that. I think if it's harmful or if it's hurting, dig in and see where the growth is. And yeah, that's yeah. something you say to somebody when they're hurt, you know, when they're hurting. I you know, I I you know, I you know, because it doesn't land well, you know. Well, but, and and to your point, I mean, I think when when you think about like there is a certain amount of responsibility we do have to create safe space for ourselves and our beloveds in our homes. Right? Yeah. So when Glennon was talking about like the this is my island and oh, you're going to come in here and like sprinkle fear and like yeah. if you're going to tell my kids that their lives are going to be ruined because you know i've married abby or whatever like that fear bring the fear in i think that has its place right yeah i actually agree with that i think yeah. Home yeah and then but that not cutting somebody out i mean i can't even imagine like i i can't imagine cutting someone out because of their beliefs in that except for i gotta be honest with all the crazy political stuff the people who are like diametric opposite for me i do i am preaching into myself a little bit right now like, <laughs> we all are, right? it's, that's a it's really hard for me like i'm yeah. really finding when i see people supporting the exact opposite of what it is that i believe in yeah it's like i'm thinking i have no idea who you were like how could we be so different and and trying to like really figure out which one like are, am i supposed to walk alongside you yeah are you supposed to teach me am i supposed to teach you or did i just collect you along the way what the heck like i think there's yes and. work <laughs> oh you and your yes and i think it is you know i mean if we, i tell you that <laughs> this is going to be a very unpopular belief of anybody out there i mean i'm happy to have this conversation and i don't i'm not claiming that i have this worked out or have the answers i'm just saying if you were to play apply a layer of spirituality from seven laws of the universe one of the laws is polarized you know everything has poles right yes and the world exists because we have poles it's just the way things are and we know that with our earth and the poles and we know that with all of the way we experience duality um but one exists because of the other yes right and we've forgotten that and we've gotten into the bucket of right and wrong and it's not right so true. this is feel this feels popular to me I, I like this. I think it's very unpopular. I feel like people are sending me hate mail. No. Oh my goodness. You know, here I do. And I will send that, you peace. If you send I, me hate mail, I will send you peace tea. 
I will send you the polar opposite of the energy and vibration you are sending me. Uh, I, this is, but this is next level work that we have to do, right? That that we have been taught to run and and be in happy situations. Like, like the best life is the happiest life. When it's the best it life is it's, it's not a balanced life. Is an examined life, a balanced life. Yes. Right? Yes. And and I I feel like I've read and listened to so many books lately. I'm not sure exactly which one it was in, but the concept around let me see if I put this in my own words, the delicious layers of emotion we have access to. Yeah. And how it it really we've really been stunting our human experience saying ladies be happy don't wreck the boat like yeah. keep everyone smiling comfortable and and that even in the last five years of stepping more into me like yeah. really stepping more into me even with my hair color like i literally i was i, I don't know if i've told this story before but um on august 11th 2012 um our friends stephanie and dale uh -huh, yeah. who you know yeah. um they were having a party at their house and to celebrate they got married in jamaica like on the 11th and we um they were like hey we're having a party we're having a party we're having a party come down come down and they're like two and a half hours from us and so like to go to the party at their house is it's a long drive yeah, we're like where to go let's go we haven't seen them in a while and so we got there and it was a surprise wedding ceremony oh i love it yeah so that we could all be there and it was so like I had every emotion driving down there, walking in, who's going to be here. Then Stephanie pulls me into this little room and asks me if I'll stand up next to her and, and be her honor attendant. And I'm like bawling now, like that day is the day. And I hope she's hearing this, that I think I experienced almost every emotion mm. on the planet. And so every year on August 11th, I kind of wake up with this, like today was such a great day. Like, it's oh, so appropriate. It's today. It's their anniversary. It's their anniversary. It's their it's their second celebration anniversary. So oh. they celebrate it on seven eleven, and then they celebrate it on eight eleven. So it's eight years, and mm -hmm. and it, it is like I want to sit down and write out more days like that. More days that I experienced so many emotions and it yeah. wasn't just my happy days that I want to remember in my journal, but those days that took me on that roller coaster of, yeah. ah! and, and again, the forgiveness side, the shaking of the shame for the first four decades of my life, seeking only those pretty happy, glittery emotions. Or operating unconsciously, right? Of just reacting to what's happening and you're just that, you know, pinball getting hit from side to side right instead of being the creatrix who is directing the you know oh, the creatrix <laughs> the look on your face oh i hope we can get snagged that for the, the <laughs> video image that was so good you're like i'm scared wait a minute it's just something peeps something something came out of that i love it though well and and again i i don't want to pass over the conversation of the polarizing conversations because it is happening and it is only going to happen more and more and more over the next few months yes i mean some people want independence day in november and some people don't yes and well and and again i 
I'm not, it's hard to apply this lens with politics, right? Because I was actually just about ready to um, purchase a, a t-shirt that had um, handmaids on it that said vote. <laughs> um, you know, so like clearly, you know, I have opinions on this, but it doesn't mean that I'm equivocally right. And it doesn't mean that others are equivocally wrong. It goes back to that lens conversation that you had in the very beginning is that we are all wearing different glasses based on the experiences that we need to experience. And that sort of grace with each other can diffuse. Doesn't mean you stop the good fight and it doesn't mean that you don't have your voice. It does mean that we just have to stop this hate that's coming out of us because we're actually creating more and feeding the beast of fear and hate and doubt and shame and all of those things that we're trying to run away from, but we're actually feeding it. And that is really dangerous. So, well, you know, it's, it's really interesting. Something that just popped up in, in my head when you were saying that was when Drew and I were actually going through the the process of looking for like our next church family Mm -hmm. and like where we wanted to plant, because we love those types of communities, right? Uh, however, we decided that we didn't want to be part of an attractional church, right? We wanted to be a church. We wanted to be part of a community that was about context, hmm. the context of the words, the, the for instance, um, the, the stories that are written and shared by the different disciples who walked with Jesus in the New Testament, they all have correlating historical documents, that tell you like who was that woman who owned the house that all the disciples yeah, gathered that. at like yeah, and and that to me was very very important it was important because I don't agree with every single thing that yeah. anyone says you. it was created by humans right written right. by humans it's flawed right. but I do want to know more about the the nuances and the the, the context and yeah. so I think that if we can all look at whether it's politics or religion or or any of the other intensely polarizing topics is to take a step back and even say, what is their context? Mm-hmm. What is their story behind those thoughts, behind those beliefs? Because it's so fascinating when you start asking questions. When My go-to is tell me more about that. I love that. Tell me more about that. Because if, if I, even if I'm like, you are guano crazy <laughs> to me right now. There's people maybe saying that about us, which is fine. But there absolutely are. There has to be because because my context and my experience and my journey over these decades has formed me. And so I'm darn sure that if I feel that way about someone else, someone feels that way about me. And I am so excited when somebody else says to me, well, tell me more. What do you mean about that? Like, where did that come from? Yes. You know, where, what's, what's the story behind that? Because I think that it also helps people realize sometimes, including myself, that the story they're telling was a story that was told to them and that they didn't actually experience. Yeah. I think that's really, that's really great. And whenever I sort of feel myself going there, you know, the mantra that I use is be the change, right? So instead of focusing the effort externally, pull it in right? And go back inside, be the change, right? Like, yes. and I, I have can, a feeling that Amita is like, 
shouting out heck yes ladies i just saw that she pulled in and this is a conversation that i've had with her multiple times mm. <laughs> about being the change and you know being that voice and and again just like the tell me more helps yeah. me understand it also helps them clarify and get stronger inside their message and yeah. and it helps yeah. all of us walk yeah. forward with a change because even even if i still don't agree I yeah. still learned something. Yeah. I still learned that, you know, uh, <laughs> trying to think of the last situation that I had this with, and it was around the um, Black Lives Matter, All Lives Matter. Yeah. And and I honestly, I I, I don't understand it. I really don't understand it. I, I, I mean, I get what they're, I get the words that are coming out of their mouths, but I've now create, um, saved a little meme that I found on the internet. And it is my go-to. Now, when somebody is asking me, like, why am I posting? Like, I posted about Breonna Taylor again yesterday, 150 days since she was murdered. That's and crazy. nothing's happened. Like, what the frickety frack? And, and somebody was like, you know, what is it with you and, and, this, and that, the BLM? And it was so, like, before, even two weeks ago, I would have been like, rah! <laughs> what do you mean? Like... <laughs> but now I'm just like, I have a meme to share with you. That's awesome. <laughs> and I sent her the meme and she was like, um, that is me. I will, I'll pop, pop it into the comments below because it's one of those, like, um, I don't know what, it, like, here, I'll show it to you. Maybe you can kind of see that it's like one of these kind of comic yeah, strips. Yeah, those are funny. And it's so great because at the, at the end it says Black Lives Matter from like my character and the other one says yeah <laughs> because it takes you through the journey of understanding and we all need these little means to yes. help us to create that bridge because sometimes i don't have the nice words yes because i'm tired of explaining and that's okay for me to be tired but i have tools i have means i have molly <laughs> I have I have my lioness pride where I can say I'm exhausted by this. I am going to forgive them. I cannot forget about this, but I'm going to forgive them for now, and I'm going to move on, and I'm going to tag you in. Yes. Well, <laughs> that actually it's really really important. You're not going to forget. And I think okay. So the way that I process this, and I'm not saying this is right or wrong, but this is just sort of my thinking on that, is that to change someone else's opinion requires so much energy and effort. I'm really not willing to do that right because what i'm trying to do with my own self requires so much focus energy and effort that if i were trying to save the world you know or change everybody else i don't have what i need to do the work that i'm here to do yes, <laughs> yes. it's a math thing we can't do it all <laughs> it's just math you know so it's like okay they're on a different journey and i'm not and I'm, again it's not saying that we can just stand by and be complacent when people are doing bad things that's not what i'm saying at all you know that is not what i'm saying is we have a responsibility to stand up for each other period and protect the weak and to protect the voiceless and all of those things because we're woven together yes. and that's not what i'm saying i'm just saying it you do have to understand that when we change our own inner worlds we do change the outer worlds as well and that is its own sort of mortal combat if you will yeah well and and recognizing that that work is divine work like and and not getting upset that you have that work to do or that that work has 
presented itself yet again, <laughs> right? I mean, because Andrew and I have had this conversation about, you know, the convincing others, right? In, in the sales world and in the very kind of male designed sales programs out there, there's always this like convince to convert. Like, and it feels very I'm, like- You're talking it, marketing, um, you know, not yes. mindful marketing, but marketing 101, yes. Yes, yes. And so you're, you're, you have this, like we're taught even in our businesses as, as adults when we're going through learning again, that this is how you engage with people to get them to do what you want. When if we really do step back and, and embrace what you're talking about and, and it truly understand what we're here for, right? What is our purpose and how are we to be using that for the good of all and the harm of none in our season in front of us? Yeah. Um, that, takes, that takes us taking time to do self-reflection and to do the work and to... I don't, I mean, I love the term forgiving heart, having a forgiving heart. Like I would love that to be part of the words spoken over me at my life celebration, right? Well, and it's very apropos to our meditation too, so. Oh, I'm so excited about that because I think that there's, um, there's work that I've done uh, and it, we've talked about it on the show before, right? The, the comparison work, the criticizing others. And, and that's usually kind of a, a spotlight right back on us on what we don't love about ourselves. That's why we're, Amen. Else, you know, yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, being, being intentional with our apologies, you know, where, where we say, I'm sorry is super, super important. Yeah. And I love, I can't remember, was it Dove that did that commercial or, someone where it was like all of the crazy places that mostly women say, I'm sorry. Like, oh, yeah. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Yeah. It's kind yeah. of like, I love you. Like when you're in an argument with your lover and you're like, I love you, but <laughs> it's like probably not the best idea to use the term, I love you in <laughs> yeah. an argument before, before the word, but. Yeah. Um, but it's, it, it is about being intentional with those words. And so how, when are we apologizing for when we've, we've wronged someone? When are we asking for forgiveness? I mean, I know that when Andrew and I have an argument and he asks me for forgiveness, like it softens me. Mm. And we have the ability to do that. Like these are not PhD required, right? Mm. I, I'm very sorry. Will you forgive me? It's like... <laughs> That's hard. That is a hard, that's hard work to do, you know? I know, but it's so beautiful and delicious on the other side of it. If mm. we could simply remember that, it's like if we could bottle the feeling and the endorphins that we feel after we've had a really great workout, you know, that we could kind of sniff before we actually get on the machine or go out to take the run to fire us up. If we could remember that feeling it feels when we give someone grace and when we forgive them wholeheartedly and that our heart is released of all that tension, I think we'd do it more. But we don't have that science yet, so we have to use our noggin and our friends to remind us. Oh, I just goodness. meant that we we could just create a smell and be like, "Oh, I'm done. I'm, I that's it. <laughs> Game done. Game just over. All the world's problems right there. This is <laughs> you need a sniff, girl. Take a sniff. Yes, exactly. Yeah, like it's no longer. What, oh, what was I sniffing this morning? Um, I it, it totally. Rem oh, here it is. Um, it's cheer. Have you ever used this one from doTERRA? No. The cheer blend. I love mm. it so much because of course it's, it's yellow and it's mm. cheer, but it's, 
it literally makes me cheerful. Like I was feeling very stressed out earlier because of all the technology and it being yeah. things were running late. And I was like, oh, and so I reached out to you and I said, please pray that my peace does not blast itself. And I sniffed this and I was like, okay, I got this. Like yeah. we all have what it takes. We do. Yeah. We all, we're all capable of it. Oh, putting our resentment aside. Please forgive yeah, this. It doesn't mean inaction, right? It means action, but it just means directive action. Like, and that could be that that's a whole bunch of things for a whole bunch of different. There isn't a single path to that, right? Mm. You know, for for someone it may be adopting a child, for others it may be taking a family in or supporting a family financially, quietly, not for you know, all out there, right? But like yeah. Naming, doing a whole bunch of things that help that, you know, it, it could look in, lo in lots of different ways. It just depends, you know, what your own soul's purpose is God. and, you know, the gift that you have to share to the cause, you know, but mm. it doesn't necessarily have to be this big external thing. It can be a lot of really deep um, private work. Yes. I love that. I love the, I do, I do enjoy this work. I, I know that seems like an oxymoron. I, I enjoy forgiving people. <laughs> <laughs> but I do. I really, really do. And I love I loved all of the the stories and, and your ideas that you share today. I feel like I've got notes and I've got some new things to try. Um, my breathing before I get upset. I'm definitely going to try that because that breath is one of my favorites, but I've never thought about it in that perspective. Yeah. Like before I'm about ready. Um, like my kitty claws. Uh, what kind of meditation do you have for us today? Yeah, we're going to do, um, we're going to do a meditation where we're going to, um, well, let's just do it. Let's just dive into it. And I'm at a standing desk today because, um, you know, all of this, you know, the business is taken off. So it means I'm working like 12 hour days and I can't sit for 12 hours. So. Yes. Uh, okay. So good stuff. So, uh, find your root. So if you're seating, seated, seated ground feet, maybe even taking off shoes. If you're standing, um, let's bring our hands to our heart. First connecting to the rhythm of the breath, feeling the inhale coming through the nose and leaving the nose. And then following the breath as you breathe in, feel the expansion in the upper body. So really starting to pull that air, that ether the chi into our lungs. Now bring your awareness to the beat underneath the hands and just connecting here to that rhythm under the skin. Now imagine a flame engulfing our entire self. Almost like we're sitting in this lotus flame, if you will. And as this flame heats up, just noticing and starting to pull from your heart that which needs to be released. And just allowing the flames to carry it burning it away. Maybe allowing those, those scars, those wounds, those thorns, those shadows just to percolate in and out around us 
see them and then just allow that flame to take it away. Now allow that flame to start to circle around us and lick and flick away all that no longer serves our highest good. And just imagine this cleansing fire wrapping and circling us. We'll just take a moment to honor Honor whatever came into your mental screen. Expressing gratitude for the lessons learned along the way with the hearts. And just acknowledge that it's all part of the, the process of getting you to where you are right here and now. And then open eyes and let it go. So good. I don't normally come out of meditations that fast, but for the sake of the Facebook Live. Yes. Well, you know what's so interesting? <laughs> I, I was really getting into it, and then I was like, okay, I haven't heard her say anything or breathe. And so I opened my eyes, and I saw that you were still sitting there closed. <laughs> I'm like, okay, she's still there. Okay, good, good. <laughs> I love it, though. Well, and you know what I, I love? Um, I always try to point this out to inspire other people to think about writing down. Like, my flame was white. Ooh, I love it. It was white. I'm like, white. why is it like it literally in my head? I'm like, why isn't it red? <laughs> I love it. Red is a powerful purifying color. I don't know, but I think it's, you know, with with each one of these meditations and in particular how you guide us, I think that guided meditation is so powerful because it allows your mind to relax, to not have to think about what you're supposed to think about. Yeah. Because somebody's actually saying imagine this and it it does all of the things that meditation you know all of the beautiful things that you get from meditation but i also am like i was reading the other day one of the meditations that we did and you had us like walk down this kind of curvy path well it could be curvier it could be straight and and all of a sudden my yellow door remember i was telling you like big yellow door at the big doorknob well i had a sticky note that had that on it and i was like yeah that was such a good meditation like it brought me right back to it. So for those of you who are who are watching, watching the replay, watching it live, listening to the replay, like write, write down, what are you seeing? Like journal that stuff, because it's it's a powerful reconnection. Well, we're reconnecting to the unconscious stuff, right? Um, I'm always surprised when I do this work, what shows up. And before I used to just be very dismissive of it. Um, and now I'm learning to follow it and it's leading me into all kinds of crazy places. Um, but uh, crazy places, crazy. So it's good. Um, but yeah, I, I think that, um, yeah, I'm going to start actually teaching a Tuesday morning, 8 a.m. to 8.45 meditation class. Um, so that starts, I think, in September. So um, yay. So that's instead of your, obviously, your Tuesday night. Um, yeah. That's fun. Is, is that something that people can it's um, all it for? Yep, it's gonna be guided meditations and it's 45 minutes. Um, and so we will really ground and center doing all the different breath works. 
and then we'll walk through a meditation. It's really aligned with my book. My book actually, um, each chapter has a meditation and an intentional affirmation. And so this is sort of where I'm going, um, this next stage of the journey, Yeah. Um, you know, which is kind of cool. I love it. And I love that you weave it in with business. Like I was saying earlier, it's so, so much of the stuff in business is so like packed with masculine energy, whether yeah. it's written by a, a woman or a man, it's yep. masculine energy and masculine power. And I'm so excited for the world to be able to soak in. This well, the book. masculine argument for meditation in the workplace is the fact that you really can't innovate if you're distracted. I mean, the root of inspiration is in spirit, right? Mm -hmm. And all yeah. innovation comes from that place. And so we just don't have the skills to learn how to focus. And so from a dollars and cents data perspective, imagine how much more productive people would be if they weren't just living like squirrels. If they were able to truly dig in and dive and have that focused, uninterrupted, yeah deep thinking. That's where our innovation comes from. That's the well of creation. Yeah. Um, we just don't tap into. And so it's actually really good business. I can't wait. I, I think that we're going to see a, a beautiful series of books that are going to come up and out about this because I've been even reading articles now already touching on paying people for results, not hours. And, oh, you know, yeah. That's Douglas Rushkoff, you and, know? And really, yeah, I mean, here's, at the end of the day, if we're all going to be working from home, we need to rethink what a day of work looks like. Um, because I don't know, I haven't had a conversation with anyone who's like, my life is so much more balanced now that I'm working from home. No, it's actually opposite, yeah? <laughs> it's opposite. And we got to be careful. We have to be careful and vigilant in this time that we are taking care of ourselves. So I know that your book is going to be part of that formula for sure in helping all of us see our businesses through a very intentional lens. And I'm so excited about that. Okay. So we are together next week. Yes. I'm looking forward to that. And if you wouldn't mind dropping in the link. So if people do want to join your meditation, uh, you know, I'm assuming it's crack of dawn for me. Is it like eight o'clock there? Yeah, so? it's 8 a.m. Eastern. So that's yeah. hard for those West Coast people. Yeah. I'm not sure. I'll have to ask um, Dharma if she, if it's something that you can register for and you can watch like within a 24 hour period. But maybe I don't know the answer to that question. But oh. um, well, darling, it's been a pleasure. We gabbed for over an hour today. <laughs> of course I'm so thankful for it. I'm so thankful that you don't have your yoga and that you are doing meditation now and that we, it was divine timing. We met exactly when we needed to meet today and had the exact conversation we were meant to have. And I'm hoping everyone feels blessed who made it this far. <laughs> <laughs> you and me. <laughs> And maybe Stacy, because she's probably still listening to us. <laughs> <laughs> we love you, Stacy. You are such a support. Oh my goodness. All right. Any final words, my friend, before we No, I adore you. And I adore you. Thank you everyone for joining us. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Thank you for spilling the tea with Molly and me today. It was our heart's desire to provide a lens for focus, a place to uncover the opportunities that abound, and Create a moment to embrace grace and gratitude as we celebrate the beauty that is swirling all around us. To connect with us, head on over to our current collaboration site, 
moxieonfire.com and sign up for updates. That's moxieonfire.com. Let's all go forth and lead with love, trust, and faith.